Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me is my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, you brought this up on Twitter last night is actually how it got on my radar in the first place. But Nathaniel Hackett provided a quote to NBC Sports's Peter King that said, quote, I've been with a lot of different quarterbacks, and they always know I'll put them in position to excel, and I'll always have their backs, close quote. Imagine Drew Locke, Zach, with a coach that had his back. Uh, We have some breaking news, though, that I want to address first, Chad, before the Nathaniel Hackett article. According to reports, according to Mike Kliss, Broncos running backs coach Curtis Modkins is leaning toward joining the Minnesota Vikings where here would be their running game coach and RB coach. So the Broncos taketh from Minnesota with Clint Kubiak, and then Mike giveth with Curtis Mockins. Fortunately, though, according to Mike Kliss, Zach Azani is being retained by Nathaniel Hackett as wide receivers coach. Excellent move. I think they're going to mesh really well, Hackett and Azani. It's a big get. And also, Chad, as it came down, Bill Kalar is staying on board in a different role, in a consultant role on the Broncos defense. Doesn't sound like he's going to coach the line. Hmm. Sounds like he's going to stick around in a senior capacity. So those are two big wins for Hackett and one uh, fairly sized L in losing Curtis Modkins. Modkins got a lot of good production out of that running back group from the time he arrived. I mean, you could, I wouldn't single-handedly give him the credit for Philip Lindsay's emergence, but Philip Lindsay, uh, Javante Williams. I mean, even Melvin Gordon. A yeah. couple of couple of two, you know, two thousand total rush yards and double digit touchdowns both years he was in Denver. It's a loss, but it's not a loss, Zach. Relative to the talent that's arriving, you know, getting gout, garbage in, garbage out. The amount of uh, input coming to the Denver Broncos as far as coaching wherewithal, in my opinion, outclips what has been lost, and that includes. Curtis Modkins, who is, you know, he's an offensive coordinator caliber coach. It's unfortunate, but hey, charge it to the game. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tick pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price that's right guys when we were searching for tickets for the mhh meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets We'll get to the uh, Super in one second. About Nathaniel Hackett and what he said, it's just more indication that George Payton saw what works around the NFL. It's having flexibility. It's having progressive thinking in their coaching staff and with their players. And just what Nathaniel Hackett said on the day he was introduced as Broncos coach, I believe the players become the system. And him saying that, listen, if anything about me, you know I will put you in a position where you will have success and you will uh, do to the best of your abilities. I love that attitude. I I love the confidence. Confidence he's showing and the trust he's showing in his quarterback. 
And he talked like it doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Rodgers or Blake Bortles or a rookie or anybody else. He will always do what's best for the quarterback because that's best for the team. It's a completely uh, giant 180 inside the walls of the Broncos facility, and I could not be happier with this hire. Seriously. Speaking of hires, I want to talk more about the implications here on Drew, but uh, Raiders going to Raider, right? Tom McMahon <laughs> getting swooped up to go oh, destroy man. Las Vegas's third phase. I mean, oh man, look, I guess if you look at it from a, from a glass half full perspective, we're talking about a coach in Tom McMahon. And thank you for that super chat, by the way, Sam Bam. And I'm, I appreciate the props on the, on the shirt. Um, if you look at it from the from the resume side of things, you know, he's probably viewed by a lot of people outside Denver as a competent, experienced, veteran, third-phase coordinator. But it just never came out in the wash in Denver. I mean, I don't even know how you could say, job well done, Tom McMahon, because Brandon McManus was already a, an established specialist. Uh, Sam Martin, when he signed his deal to come here, was already an established punter. Um, one muffed long snap, bad long snap by Jacob Bobin Moyer in 2020. Aside from that specialists pretty much have things locked down. You look at things from a, from a unit perspective, from a collective perspective, whether it's returns, punt, kick coverage, it all left much to be desired. I'm actually writing up the article right now for milehuddle.com. It'll be up right after the podcast. And in doing my research, I'm taking time and dismantling how bad of a coach uh, uh, Tom McMahon was for the Broncos special teams. Just a couple quick notes here as I have in my story. Uh, they were ranked, according to DVOA, 30th. So that's third worst in the NFL overall in terms of special teams unit. Uh, they also ranked dead last in both kick return and opposing kick return yards allowed. They allowed the highest net punting average and net grossing average. And those are just bad places to finish dead last in the NFL. And, and he never did anything extraordinary with uh, Deontay Spencer. The reason they kept him around and wasted a, a roster spot on Spencer every year, never did anything with the kickoff return unit. I mean, the guy was as bad as they come. And I'm just... I the, the thing that jumps out to me though, Chad, is that Tom McMahon got a job before Vic Fangio, and I was told by Fangio he would have a job in five minutes if he got fired <laughs> as the Broncos coach. Well, I'm checking my watch right now. It's been a little longer than five minutes, Vic. So we'll see. TikTok. By the way, guys, we got to give you a tip of the cap and a big thank you for helping the Huddle Up podcast climb well into the top 200 football podcasts, American football that is, on Apple Podcasts. Those of you that listen every single day after the fact is an uploaded on-demand uh, production. Thank you. We appreciate each and every one of you. And Zach, one other thing. We want to shout out two great five-star reviewers on Apple Podcasts. I want to say that's Wyatt Horning. Why, Ho Why Horning via Apple Pods? And, of course, JCBYO via Apple Pods, who in the month of February, they got their name in the hat for the drawing. Two five-star reviews back-to-back. -back. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. As always, much appreciated. Miguel says, pumped that Cliss says Azani is staying, and I hope I spelled that right. Almost. Two Zs, two Ns, and then you get it. That's the thing to remember. On the consonants, Zach Azani, it's not Zach with a K. It's Zach with an H. It's Zach, if we're being uh, L. literal. And two, two consonants in that last name. Thank you for the stars, big dog. Andrew Lampy jumping in. What's up, my friend? Says, uh, what's up, Broncos fam? I hope everyone had a wonderful Monday. Yes, indeed. Also, check your DMs on Twitter. I sent you a message. Reply when you get that, my friend. Uh, Lana jumping in again. I'm curious. Lana or Lena? I want to say Lana because, well, I don't know. Usually the one uh, consonant in between two vowels usually is the hard pronunciation. So I want to say Lena maybe, but you'll have to uh, give us the phonetic way that you're supposed to uh, say your name. But thank you for the stars, my friend. Appreciate that. Um, Andrew Baker, is there something Hackett likes? in lock and something he sees he can fix. I don't know. We don't know yet, really. The only, and this is a, uh, you know, I, I got to admit, this is reaching a little bit. The only thing I could infer is that when George Payton said before the interview started, that one of the key questions is going to be, what would your plan be for Drew and how would you get the most out of him? I can only infer from that that George Payton, Zach, liked Nathaniel Hackett's take on that. Whatever his answer might have been, he liked it. It resonated. 
So I got to assume that there is some plan for Drew. However, Zach, it's not their first plan. Multiple insiders. In fact, I talked to one today. Broncos are all in on trying to get Aaron Rodgers when the time comes. But Green Bay, the word on the street is they're working to just put like a deal so megaton type that he can't say no. It's like a godfather, make him a deal that he can't refuse type deal and completely remove him off the board. Just make throw enough money at him that he's happy and it's a non-issue. So we'll see. You know, I, again, I agree with you. I don't think uh, Drew Locke is his first choice or, you know, I, I don't think he has a first choice right now. That's my kind of my answer to my, the question. It's too soon to tell. Aaron Rodgers, that's up in the air. We haven't even hit free agency. Nathaniel Hack is still building his coaching staff. It's still too soon to tell. He did mention, though, two qualities that he loves in a quarterback. He mentioned toughness and intelligence. Drew Locke can check one of those boxes. I don't know too much about intelligence, and that's not something you can really, I don't know, breed into a quarterback, kind of like arm strength. Uh, so we'll see what he does there. But again, at worst, he's under contract. He's signed really cheap. He has starting experience. If that is your drop-dead fallback plan, there are certainly worse to have at quarterback in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Zach, we can go ahead and put a call in to collect all the milk cartons in which we put out ads. Where did J-Bone go? Where has J-Bone gone? He's back. He's in the saddle. Legendary superstar. It's been a minute indeed. He says, I hope you're staying safe, missing, meeting up with y'all. Last week of the season, what comments from uh, NH, Nathaniel Hackett, been under a rock, called work. Hey, man, you got to keep that nose to the grindstone, all right? We're all working class, you know, uh, chasing that paycheck. We got we to gotta get it. But hopefully uh, we clarified that for you, all right? He said that he always has his quarterbacks back, and they always know that he's going to put them in position to succeed. I want to come back to something you said about intelligence, all right, relative to Drew Locke. The, we've never heard anything from inside the building from a coach, teammate, former coach, former teammate, that would disparage Drew Locke's uh, football IQ. But from outside the building, from the time he was a prospect until now, lots of uh, just kind of, you know, I, he doesn't have football smarts. He's not, you know, blah, blah, whatever. The closest thing that approximates anyone inside the building even hinting that Drew Locke lacks football IQ was Pat Shermer late October 2020 when he said, look, here I am year one. I don't even as a first year head uh, coordinator in Denver, I don't even get hands on my players till August. I had to pare down the my playbook because there just wasn't enough sand in the hourglass to install the whole thing and teach it with the six week window we had from training camp till the regular season opener. So, of course, my scheme, my playbook has been whittled down a little bit. Everybody jumped on that to assume, oh, he's he, that, that's an indictment on Drew Locke. That's a, and it's an unfair one, and it's honestly, it's a biased take, all right, if you go that far. If you go take that rational leap, I mean, you, there's, a, there's a pretty sizable gap. you gotta, you got to bridge if you're going to say that means he's talking Drew Locke, just couldn't get it under his belt. That's BS. The way that Pat Shermer put it, last thing here, Zach, and I'm going to serve it over to you, is middle of October 2020, all the reps the Broncos had gotten under their belt from practice reps in training camp to the preseason to the regular season practice and regular season game reps, you added those all together. According to Pat Shermer, in October, they had just gotten enough reps by the time they get to October 2020 from those scenarios I just gave you in the same way that it would equal the number of reps they would have just completing the offseason program. So they were behind the eight ball from the get-go. The teams in the NFL last year that had first new systems, if it was a new offense or a new defense, but especially for a new offense, Zach, that had a young quarterback, it was an uphill climb. I really don't question Drew Locke's football intelligence up to this point. Do I think he's Peyton Manning, the brainiac? No, but I don't have any reason to, to believe that he's football dumb for lack of a better term. Well, there's all that character assassination that went on, including what Michael Lombardi said about how he couldn't grasp Pat Shermer's playbook and further na that narrative as well. Um, I don't know. I just think Nathaniel Hackett com comes from a place where it's Aaron Rodgers, where he's intelligent, he's tough, and he's a great football player. So that might be setting the bar a little high. I, I just think it's too soon to read into anything, whether he mentioned Locke in his press conference, which he, he did not, or whether they pursue another quarterback like Aaron, which they probably will. We don't have those answers yet, but fortunately, in due time, we will. By the way, we got clarification. It's Lana, not Lena. Lana, good to know. Thank you. 
Lawrence Rivera, a legend, living still in this world, a living legend. He says, so which quarterback would want to get out of their division right now due to next year's schedule? I mean, Aaron Rodgers might just stay in Green Bay with that schedule. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think any quarterback looks at their schedule and goes, man, get me out of Dodge, you know. First, give me, you know, put me on the first plane out of here. But we've kind of blown up the narrative that Rex Ryan kind of bolstered, I guess, by saying Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. He automatically becomes the third best quarterback in the AFC West, which is a freaking absolute joke. Absolute joke. As great as Patrick Mahomes is even, Zach, um, you got a ways to go before you can match the, the level and the production to which Aaron Rodgers has climbed. We'll see. So, in my opinion, Rodgers goes to the AFC West. He becomes the best quarterback in the division. All right. Patrick Mahomes, we'll say 1A, 1B. That's just me, though, based on his wisdom, right? And his experience. Because what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Experience. Man, Rex can go suck a toe for all I care, Chad. I mean, I think he would be the best quarterback playing at an MVP level. I don't think Patrick Mahomes ended the season at an MVP level. Uh, but whether Rodgers leaves Green Bay isn't because of being in that division or the schedule. That has literally nothing to do with it. It would be because there are irreparable issues between himself and the Bronco and Broncos and the Packers management, Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst in general. Whether those situations will be resolved in a positive way for Green Bay, once again, we do not know. But it's not going to be if he comes to Denver because he wants to get out of the North and come to a different division and the challenge of it and being in the same division as Mahomes, that would be secondary if not what's after secondary thirdly fourthly and so on that would be what it is um you know it's interesting about aaron Rodgers. you know who has won the most mvps in nfl super bowl era history peyton manning five-time nfl mvp aaron Rodgers now zach how many is that for him four is it four mm-hmm. pretty sure then you've got a few guys, five players with three MVP nods. So here's here's the list. Peyton Manning with five all-time, followed by Aaron Rodgers with the second most MVP awards all-time, Tom Brady three, Favre three, Jim Brown three, Joe Montana two, Kurt Warner two, Steve Young two, and then there's a whole litany of one-timers. So, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a ways to go before he can kind of be on Aaron Rodgers' level. And if you want to measure it just based on Lombardi's, well then – you know, they're equals, and in many ways they are equals. I mean, let's be honest. They don't, the biggest difference between Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers is simply Aaron Rodgers is a few more blocks down the road, right? That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's no comparison, though, to me at all with Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. You can talk about upside and longevity, but in terms of yeah. production and what you've done and the caliber of quarterback you are today, Aaron gets that nod and certainly the nod over Carr as well. So if didn't Rex say fourth in the division or third? Fourth Third. Best. Third best. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's number one, so we'll see. Uh, Scott says, heck, who is the MVP this year? That ends the Ryan discussion right now. Couldn't have said it better. Clayton Bumgardner in the house. Thank you, buddy. Any thoughts on Chad Muma, the middle linebacker out of Wyoming? I like him. I like him. I think he's got some really intriguing upside for the league, but uh, there's a ways to go before his draft stock is fully fleshed out right we got we're gonna have the combine we're gonna have pro days and then we'll have a better beat on where he falls in the draft but he's an interesting off ball guy and they've had a couple of guys over the last four or five years at linebacker come out of wyoming that have some uh wherewithal yeah, he's like a, a do-it-all lunch pail type of linebacker. It's what the Broncos need. Uh, I would want someone maybe a little more explosive overall, a higher rate of pro. But it's such a deep class, a linebacker, and edge, so the Broncos can get a good prospect, uh, and he's definitely one of them. Steve Armstrong with a very, very, very generous super chat. Thank you, my friend. That really is uh, helping to keep the lights on here, my friend. Thank you, he Steve. says, I like the, the way the coaching staff is building. Love the coach vibes being out and about in denver thank you priests for keeping us informed hashtag state of being don't ever f with broncos country and hashtag the mile highlander i dig that dude that's good that's good appreciate you steve is that dallas fort worth or Derek wolf's favorite call tag def woo yeah it's definitely Derek. was it okay definitely the duchess by the way michaela when can you come back on the show we're ready to kick off 
superstar segments again. So we need you on the show ASAP. Maybe this Wednesday, maybe next Wednesday. Move move a few things around. Let's make this happen. All right. Duchess needs to be seen on the and heard on the Huddle Up podcast. Thank you so much for that very generous super, Michaela. She says, I'm torn about getting Rogers. First, the cost. And second, it would be a short-term solution on the other end. Uh, we could win a Super Bowl. Exactly. But think about this, Michaela. Whatever quarterbacks in 2012, 2013, 2014, and 2015 that came out, um, would you forsake that great four-year run with Peyton and the world championship you got at the end, the cherry on top, for pick the quarterback you know that was drafted in the first round? I know I wouldn't. I'd rather take that four-year reign of dominance and just – how fun and just elating that was to see the Broncos rule the NFL in many ways. So you keep your focus on this year, right? If it's an Aaron Rodgers thing, you're not worried about down the road, you're selling out to maximize the next two or three years. And I think Aaron, you know, he's got two years minimum. If I were the Broncos, I would want some kind of an assurance that you feel like you got about three in you. If I'm going to give up what it's probably going to cost me to get you. You know, it doesn't care about assurances, though, is the injury bugs. They can have all the written contract you know, stuff and, and guarantees and this and that, but he snaps his uh, leg or he, he hurts his shoulder, then they're done. That's the, that's the downside to it, what you'd be giving up, what you'd be taking on, and the short-term fix and kicking the can down the road. And it comes down to, because I agree with you, Michaela, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the current Broncos team, they're a Super Bowl contender, not just a playoff contender, Super Bowl contender day one. Would you want to win a Super Bowl now, or do you want to keep investing high-round draft picks in a quarterback until you find that franchise guy, develop him, and then go win one? It's the either-or scenario. You really can't do both, though. So are you, Michaela, anyone else in Broncos country, are you okay with winning one now and sacrificing the later, or vice versa? That's what it comes down to for 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. If it was 30-year-old, 32-year-old, 33-year-old, no question about it. I'd make that trade all day, every day, but 39 Father Time's undefeated, Chad. But thank you so much, yeah. Michaela, for that donation and that uh, the generosity. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Love you. Get back to us on when you can come on the show. Uh, we have here uh, Facebook that we got to update, and it coincides with Travis Weber in the house. Travis, hang tight, buddy. We want to let you know on the goal for February, we are at 21%. We're trying to reach 250,000 stars on Facebook. When we do, we're going to raffle off a Broncos jersey of the winner's choosing. Only those in the running are, are the people that helped contribute to the goal. All right, let's see who that is. Most tickets in the hat if we were to do the uh, the raffle tomorrow would be Michael Ronquillo, Zach, still on top by double, followed by Mark Schrader, Rodney Garcia, Miguel Santis-Devon, Jacob Foster, Travis Tarbox, Andrew Lampy. Pete Middleton, Andrew Baker, and Lawrence Rivera in the top 10, plus all these great members of our community on Facebook. So much love. Appreciate you guys. Travis, good evening. Chad, Zach, Broncos country at Ben MIA. Work and life happens. Indeed it does. By the way, check your email. Been listening on Apple Pods. I'm applauding Hackett and Peyton so far. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's looking good. You're not going to win every, you know, everything. Like you're, like Zach talked about at the top of the show, you're going to bring in some great coaches, which he's done so far. And then maybe you're not going to be able to retain every one that you might've wanted to. Yeah. Curtis Modkins really is the only one and Herring, Reggie Herring, the linebackers coaches are the only two that kind of makes me doubt, but I actually would trip a little bit. I'm tripping a little bit more about Herring than I actually would about Modkins hitting the bricks, but that's just me. It's kind of like you can't have a pro bowler at every position. That's the same thing on the coaching staff. You can't retain them all. If you want the new head coach and we all want Nathaniel Hackett, or at least most, most of us do, you're going to have to live with Hackett bringing in his own people and getting rid of some of the holdovers. The casualties include Motkins and Reggie Herring. I can live with that. They've retained the coaches I think they should have retained, and I like the coaches that Hackett's brought in since the arrow is definitely pointing up in Denver, and that's all I really care about. Travis Tarbox. Seems this coaching staff is a breath of fresh air so far into the future. Love it, dude. To infinity and beyond, big dog. I love that. Also, GLP, the venerated, legendary Gary Leeds Palmer. Appreciate you, my friend. Really, we do. Um, let me see what else is on people's minds. We also have Michael Ronquillo checking in. 
really appreciate you, bro. Thank Every you. single night brings the enthusiasm, brings the support, helps keep the lights on here, and contributes to the conversation. What more could we ask? I say nothing. Thank you, bud. Smouse in the house. Zachary Z-Dub Designs. Thank you, bro, for that. He says, I'm just showing some love. Hackett plus lock equals, I'm not sure what that emoji means, but it's the big smiley face with the hearts in the eyes. So he's down for that uh, peanut butter and jelly combination, Zach. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a family show, Zachary. So he's uh, he has some baby making eyes going on there, Chad. But I think they would fall in love or fall in lust, whatever the football equivalent might be. They might hit it off fairly quickly, and that's the upside with hiring Hackett because his personality is completely in tune, not just for Drew Locks, but for a lot of quarterbacks that share Locks' personality, of which there are many. Shane Daniels, the Aviator, legend, legendary figure. He says, hey, Chad and Zach, talk to my buddy who is an athletic trainer for Denver. Says he met Hackett and is a great guy and is totally revamping the training department. Likes the direction they're going. What does that mean? I doubt it means that you're going to see Lauren Landau hit the bricks, but (laughs) at least they're changing something there, Zach. I'll tell you what it means. You won't see both your starting inside linebackers suffer the same exact season-ending injury within weeks of each other. Hopefully the last of Lauren Landau and his training methods. The Broncos tried that, didn't work out. If they're getting rid of coordinators and assistant coaches, why not overhaul the training staff as well? I hope that's true for sure. Interesting topic. Thank you, Jason Peters, for broaching it in the in the, in the the chat here. He says, get ready for Kyler Murray a trade to Denver rumors with him wiping all Cardinal mentions from his Twitter account. What have you heard on this front, Zach? Cause it's something that's kind of lit up this afternoon. Yeah, let's all calm down on that guys. It seems like he's just revamping his social media account. I wouldn't read too much into that just yet, but he's taken down all his references to the Cardinals, Chad. I, he, he unfollowed them on Twitter and Instagram, and that's what it, it comes to in the year 2022. This is what we monitor. This qualifies as news. Could be that he's going on vacation. Could be that he's rearranging his social media. Um, I don't know that he'd be available, but if he were to be, the Broncos should check in just to see what his cost is. I'm sure multiple first-round picks and this and that, but... A guy who has his whole career in front of him, hasn't won the big game yet in the regular season, really, or the playoffs, uh, but a lot of talent, a lot of upside. You know, again, I don't believe in coincidence on this this podcast. It's not one of the uh, articles of faith amongst your football priests, and I would say that, you know, he's savvy enough to know that if he does that, or his handlers, it's going to send a message, so... I got to assume they knew full well exactly what kind of implications that was going to draw. So, yeah, I'm picking up the phone if I'm uh, – I mean, I'd much rather have a 22, 23, however old Kyler Murray is, upside guy for 15 years if you can get him. But why would he be unhappy, Zach? Think about this. And thank you, Colby. He says, happy Monday, yuck, but at least it's Super Bowl week. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, what could it be? Seriously. You went from being a number one overall pick with a slotted paycheck, right? That I mean, NFL, CBA being what it is, Cardinals can't budge on that. 2019, nope, 2020 class because it was the – no, it was 2019. It was the year Drew was drafted. Kyler went number one overall, which was preceded the year prior with uh, Joe, uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, because we talked to him at the Combine. Yeah, so that was t- so he was 2019 class, 19, 20, 21, 22. He's going into year four. I mean, you're getting to a point now where you could, I guess, demand an extension, right? I mean, isn't it after the third year that you can be eligible for an extension? Do you need to go to such extents, though, to get the attention of your team? Really? I don't know. Something, something ain't right there. It's either, you know, it means nothing. He wants a new contract or I'll put my tinfoil hat on with you, Chad, and say maybe he's trying to get rid of Cliff Kingsbury or someone on that coaching staff. He, Kingsbury has a no, uh, reputation now, uh, notoriety for starting really hot, going back to even Texas Tech and then just crumbling as the season goes on. And we saw that in Arizona. Injuries didn't help, but his team just falls apart. So uh, maybe there's something there with that. But uh, I don't know. A situation that bears monitoring. Mike Reno, I have never listened to anything Pat Shermer has had to say except maybe buy. Maybe I can win someplace else. Yeah, he was uh, 
he's a master at bloviating and really not saying much at all. But, you know, there was a few times the facade dropped and he threw a few things out there that you could actually sink your teeth into a little bit. Appreciate all the support, guys. Chris. And, and let's not insult monkeys, guys, by saying he can grasp Pat Shermer's offense. That's an insult to monkeys everywhere. That offense was ancient. Indeed. Mac G. Bucks in the house, a newer name. Thank you. Appreciate you. Welcome. I like Sauce Gardner at nine. What do you guys think? Zach? The corner, yeah. I don't know that you need him. Honestly, like, you know, he, he's going to be a good player, I think, and I love his uh, his upside, but you have needs at edge, you have needs along the offensive line, and you have needs at quarterback. You have needs all over the place, so I don't know that I'd go with him, but if he falls and the Broncos trade back, maybe. J-Bone says, I've talked with Drew. He is smart. Promise you that. Is he PFM? No, but only PFM is or was. Yeah, I mean, he uh, – honestly, the stuff about Drew is so overblown. We we have to then open up the book on Drew, at which, you know, the first 10 chapters of a 12-chapter book on a guy going into his fourth year is – entitled in different subjects breaking down locked arrangement syndrome that's a thing man that is a thing yeah i don't think he's gotten a fair shake in fact if we go back zach to the nathaniel hackett comment about having a quarterback's back making sure they excel and they know that that they're going to get that from me has drew lock ever had a coach in denver that had his back i would say that the closest thing was skangs but it was only for five games right as far as lock being available to play and he played in those games. Skangs put him in, uh, you know, put him in in the starting lineup, and then that evaporated. And you could barely bother Vic Fangio or Pat Shermer to say, even could it possibly be interpreted as a compliment? I don't. I mean, you, they just never complimented Drew Locke. They couldn't find it in their hearts to say one decent thing about Drew Locke. <laughs> really bizarre, and yet, you know, Vic would. Gosh, about the Peyton Manning reference to Teddy, the Tom Brady-esque uh, this, that, the other about the birthdays. So again, guys, I actually get a little bit excited when I start thinking about, hey, how could Drew Locke's career arc, you know, shift if he actually had a dynamic, innovative, forward-thinking uh, coach that had his back? Possibilities. We don't know what the limits of that might be. He never had a competent mentor either. 2019 was Joe Flacco, 2020 was Jeff Driscoll, and then 2021 was Teddy Bridgewater. I, I mean, you talk about not getting a fair shake. You can question his his capabilities in the NFL, whether he can be a long-term franchise quarterback, but to say that we can close the book on Drew Locke after his time in Denver I think is a false statement. Scott brings up a good point. With Drew, the inference – and this is probably there's some truth here is maturity. And when people, they might not realize that it's maturity. And so then they automatically go to football IQ because when you look like you're having too much fun out there and yet it's not coming out in the wash in the standings, right. That you're not succeeding. People then question your maturity. Cause if you're not winning, you should look absolutely freaking miserable on the sideline or so goes that line of thinking. Mike Reno, I think Mahomes gets a little too much credit when a defense figures him out. He has trouble. I don't know about that, dude. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not throwing any shade on Pat Mahomes. That dude, Zach, is as dynamic as it gets. But every quarterback gets figured out at a certain point in their career. What happens is, how do you respond? How do you? What's your counterpunch to their counterpunch? You know, the greats end up having a counterpunch to the counterpunch. And you know, Peyton, Tom. Rodgers at a certain point they get the blanket thrown on them I mean think about that Zach the 2015 game this is when I knew something special was happening in 2015 even with Peyton Manning being hurt and all that stuff and not being the same guy when they shut down Aaron Rodgers and held him to like 86 yards passing uh I was like holy smokes something's happening but you know Rodgers rebounded that wasn't the book on it Aaron he ended up having a counter punch or two or three or four and here we are 
Yeah, you know, uh, I will say uh, teams played him with a cover two shell defense, and that took away the long ball. They had to adjust from that, but there, it was a weird, wonky season for Mahomes and the Kansas City offense. So many interceptions of his were actually batted balls or draw passes by Tyreek Hill. Um, the the coaching was was really bad in the championship game. I mean, his offensive line was leaky despite all the investments they put in there, but he self-destructed in the championship game. I mean, that was all Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, even Michael Jordan lost games. Michael Jordan missed shots. Doesn't take away anything from Patrick Mahomes. He's still a generational quarterback. It's not the last championship game he'll see. It won't be the last Super Bowl he'll win more than likely, you know, the one he won already. So... I, they need another receiver, by the way, behind Tyreek Hill. You know, DeMar, these other types aren't doing it. Nicole Hardman and uh, Pringle, they need a guy to step up. But for Mahomes to take sacks like he did and throw crazy picks, he can't make every play. And I think that caught up to him this past season. Sam Bam with another very generous super chat. Appreciate you, bro. I doubt whatever Hackett's plan for Locke was, was the selling point in hiring him. I think Peyton and Hackett will be looking at all QB options between now and the draft and make the best decision. Now, I I would agree. I would say though that it was part of the you know it's part of the puzzle for George Payton. You know that was you have to. I mean, he's the only guy you have under contract. So, you know, you gotta you can only plan based on what you can guarantee and what you could guarantee in that moment in time is that Drew Locke is under contract for 2022. So, Eric Bieniemy, Nathaniel Hackett, Kevin O'Connell, right? All the offensive guys and all of them. Period. What's your plan to get the most out of Drew? And I think it's pretty fair to assume, and I don't think it's a rational leap, Zach, to assume whatever Hackett said on that subject resonated with George Payton. Yeah, I don't think it's the selling point. I don't think Hackett took the job because Drew Locke's on the on the roster. But it, it's it's a nice little pet project to have, if nothing else. I mean, again, if you're falling back on developing Drew Locke and taking a chance on that upside and unlocking, no pun intended, what he can do, and that's if only you can't acquire the likes of Aaron Rodgers, the likes of Russell Wilson, the likes of maybe, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or whoever the Broncos want to target in a trade. And if you're falling back on Drew Locke, I think that was a nice little cherry on top of the uh, the opportunity Hackett has in front of him. So it could be worse. Quick update for our great Super Chat supporters on YouTube. The top five finishers this month on Super Chat will go into the raffle for a Broncos jersey of the winners choosing the rankings right now. Ethan, shout out to you, my friend, the DWI guys at number one. The legend himself, D-Dub, Dale, 96734 at two. Chris and Zuko's Van Life Adventures at three. The Duchess at four, who may climb after tonight to three uh, at four, and Corey H at five. And then here's just a few of the names just outside. Jason Metz, Sam Bam's going to climb, Kevin Vin, John Houston, Alan Perez, a uh, few, few of the names there. So there's your update on the Super Chat rankings. Um, but, yeah, Zach, Chris Hernandez, also I, I uh, emailed you. Check your, check your email. I want to get you back on the show. Let's arrange that, my friend. It's great to see you. Appreciate you. Travis says, I'm returning these stars to my friend Travis Weber. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. See, that's how you know we've got a we've got like you know a familial type community. I remember that when Travis Weber was like, hey, or or pardon me, Travis Tarbox was like, Hey, I, I wish I could throw some stars down between paychecks or something like that. And Travis was like, I got you, and he throws it down. I mean, Zach and I, we're just bystanders here watching this going, our community is the best. Yeah, we, we said that to each other a lot. And Base Case, uh, chiming. this is another reason why getting these type of questions and having these interactions, someone like Base Case who goes back a while with us, thank you for that super Base Case. Thoughts on Kyler? Uh, Chad, you and I might differ because uh, you don't believe it. I don't believe in coincidence either, but this at worst, this is a contract ploy, and at, at least this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing, him scrubbing his social media page. So I wouldn't uh, get those Broncos Kyler jersey jerseys ordered just yet I, I definitely wouldn't either but i just look quarterbacks especially you could you could paint all professional athletes with this brush i'm about to to use here but quarterbacks especially and their handlers their agents the people um, that are advising them and in many cases running their social media they are fully aware of what the implications would be of scrubbing your account i mean you want to see what it looks like guys this is this is what kyler murray's twitter account now looks like, all right, not a mention of the Arizona football Cardinals. This is what it looks like. 
It's his OU and um, football silhouette, you know, silhouette and his baseball silhouette, Kyler Murray. And it just says it's easy. And then if you scroll down, I'm, I'm looking for something Cardinals. Hmm. Hmm. There's more sooner stuff. Oh, wait. This was in January, January 2nd, in fact, before they played their playoff game, Zach. Starting 2022 off right with my guys, the AZ Cardinals. So Before they got embarrassed. Something between January 2nd and today, I think, changed. Now, is it? do I need to write home about it? Do I need to start, you know, planning on designing a Kyler Murray Bronco jersey or whatever? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I do think oh, that man. there's some there there as far as – he didn't. This wasn't just an accident, I guess is my point. I just want off this ride already, Chad. You know, every year speculating on the Broncos making a trade for a quarterback. Let's just get one already and have him for a while, please. Amen. Vincent Palowski, what's going on, big dog? Great to see you. Thank you for that very generous super chat. He says, it's a real shame that Brian Flores stirred the pot, but what he failed to add to his... <laughs> Bowl of racist soup are the names of all the white corners, running backs, and safeties gracing the rosters of these teams. You know, listen, Vincent, I understand it rubs you wrong. Rubs me wrong. I we we dished on this uh last week big time. Like I, I went to bat quite strongly in defense of the Broncos. All right. But we don't really need to stir the pot on the whole race thing. It's just creates division, just gets people going in the chat. White corners, white running backs, this white receivers. I mean it's just not ground I, I want to mine at this yeah. stage. But we understand what you're trying to say. Let's keep it to the Broncos and let Brian Flores do what he's going to do. It will come out in the wash. And I believe that the Broncos will be vindicated in some form. But at the same time, you can't recover the uh, damage to your reputation because the people that are reading this in the headlines over the last week and watching these clips and videos and hot take artists on ESPN and NFL Network condemning the Broncos for being a racist organization, when it eventually comes out in the wash two, three, four years from now, or whatever this suit gets settled, and we find that there was literally zero evidence for the claims Brian Flores made, that's just going to get swept under the rug. It's not even going to be talked about on the national stage. And so there's tens of thousands, if not possibly hundreds of thousands, or even maybe millions of people out there that are just going to assume John Elway's one big fat racist and that those Denver Broncos. That's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. Well, you know, Flores's lawsuit could have already caused change because Lovey Smith got the Houston head coaching job. So very cool. Very cool to see. Uh, Tabitha, appreciate the stars. Great to see you. Thank you. And Rodney, man, you just are so consistent and we appreciate you. We really do, my friend. Tony D.A. Dub in the house. Rodgers to Denver is Manning 2.0 for us. Giving up the picks means nothing when you're a Super Bowl contender for four years. Could you live without those first and second round picks? Let's just say worst case for two years. You don't get any ones and any twos. Can you live with that if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback? Mm-hmm. You can this is a pretty stacked roster guys. And it's very young, very young roster. So I don't, I wouldn't worry about that. Do I feel perfectly comfortable about giving up such a King's ransom for a 30 aged, you know, 39 season Aaron Rodgers? It makes me slightly uncomfortable because of what Zach said earlier. What happens if he gets hurt? Whole season probably goes down the toilet unless as we talked about before, you know, Hackett and Drew Locke can vibe and get, he can get out there and make some lemonade perhaps in that figurative scenario. In a vacuum, I don't mind giving up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, but it, when it's after that that becomes a little murkier for me because he's he's at that age. And again, father time's undefeated, but when you're giving up multiple second-round picks and players and all these assets, that's really not conducive to building a team long-term. So you're really taking a big swing at the plate, and you only have a few swings when you do so at that stage with that big of a deal. doesn't happen very often for a reason, Chad, and if it does, the Broncos are taking a highly calculated risk that they can win a title within two years, max. Mag G Bucks, we got your uh, we got your super big dog. Albert Knoppers, if the rumors are true about Derek Carr, I would go after him. Albert, one of our great supporters and a great friend. What have you heard on the Derek Carr front, Zach? You know, Albert, I, I would really like Derek Carr, too. I think he's vastly underrated, especially within Broncos country, but I don't think McDaniels and the Raiders are trading their 
starting quarterback to a divisional rival in the Denver Broncos. They're going to let Denver fend for themselves and make it harder on them. But everything I've heard is that McDaniels took the job, had a whole plan laid out with Mark Davis because of Derek Carr, not in spite of Derek Carr. I don't see them trading uh, Carr. It would be just the height of irony if Josh McDaniels did that twice. Oh, my gosh. And Don't put it how, past him. <laughs> how poetic would it be that he would then tank the Raiders after tanking the Denver Broncos? Philip, thank you, buddy. I mean, geez, Louise. But yeah, don't put it past him. But I gotta assume that he learned something from the last go round. You know what I mean? I mean, Judas Priest. You know how hard it is to find a quarterback that's even like half as good as Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr's not maybe a top. I would say he's a top fifteen quarterback. Is he top ten? You can make the argument. It's hard to find one that's even top fifteen, dude. A fifteenth best quarterback in the NFL. Good luck finding that guy. It ain't easy developing him getting i mean the raiders uh, you know when you've got the, the the horse given to you as a gift you don't look it in the mouth you don't examine it for the hole in the boat see how the teeth are right no you say thank you for that beautiful horse i'm gonna go ahead and go about my business now you put Derek Carr on the broncos last year they win 11 games and even with Vic Fangio, even with Pat Shermer, all the other crap going on with them, that's how good I think he is, and that's how good I think uh, he could be consistently at that level. Honestly, do you guys think that the reason the the, the Raiders made the playoffs after their coach was uh, dismissed or you know resigned in humiliation was because of a special teams coordinator saving the day, that, and he couldn't even get the head coaching job after he could get even really sniffed for that gig? You think it was because of Rich Passaccia? No, no, no. It was Derek Carr. Derek Carr carried that team, and that's the mark, in my opinion, that's one of the hallmarks of a true franchise quarterback. Can you put the team on your shoulders when the chips are down in key situations and when the going gets tough? Can you do it? Derek Carr has now proven, 2021, that was proof that he has that metal with two Ts. And guess what he did? He lost his head coach. Yeah, that was his offensive uh, coordinator for the most part, pretty much, or at least his schemer, his main guy. He also lost his top receiver and Henry Ruggs and all that that went along with that unfortunate, tragic incident, Chad. So that was the ultimate test of adversity for Derek Carr, and he overcame it. And the only reason why they snuck into the playoffs is because Carr led them down the field in order to get to that point. So he's been underrated for quite a while, in my opinion, and I would happily take him on the Broncos. No, Rodney, you're awesome. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Really means a lot. But yeah, dude, I agree. I take them all day, thrice on Sunday. Cam Fletcher says, good evening, guys. Brand new to MHH. Welcome. Appreciate you. Loving all the moves Peyton has made as GM, especially with hiring Hackett. Free agency will be interesting this year. Yeah, it will, because the Broncos have some dollar-dollar bills to spend. Um, you know, a big portion of that will get consumed if you make a trade for Aaron Rodgers, because you know, he's got an albatross of a contract, but if that doesn't happen, or even if I think still George Payton can make some hay in free agency. And bring back as some of his own guys as well. Zach, you grabbed this one from Travis. You had the report. Yeah, well, I mean, it was ESPN and uh, Jeff Legwald giving his prediction on what he thinks the Broncos will do at quarterback. And it might have been just a little tongue-in-cheek, but he predicted, this is all Legwald, two years, $39 million, I think it was 20-plus guaranteed. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's coming back to Denver. I don't think he's lending that money from anyone on the open market. So I don't think there's any fire to it, uh, Travis. Typical off-season prediction piece, um, I don't. Don't worry, Teddy said he's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, you would really be – listen, you don't think the Broncos will wear, were well aware of the 10,000 no-shows the last quarter of the season at home games? They were. A big reason for that, it's not all Teddy's fault. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, the last six years are Teddy's fault. He was here for one season. But the reason what I mean, Teddy was a big perpetrator behind why the season didn't go so well. I mean, he was the quarterback of this team and uh, fans don't have a, a favorable opinion of, of Teddy in terms of like getting excited. OK, yeah, this is something we can get behind. You would just. You would just further, Zach, the feeling of the, the villagers being restless, you would just further all the negative tropes when you're trying to basically, you know, 
uh, wash clean all that stuff with a new fresh start, new head coach, all the vibes you then go back on it and bring it right yeah. back on yourself by, oh, and here's uh, Teddy Bridgewater again on a two-year deal. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, I'll eat my hat on live podcast in front of tens of thousands of people. Better than a Tide Pod, I guess. But even yeah, if the Broncos – even if the Broncos resigns Teddy to a one-year, one-dollar deal, um, instantly all of the goodwill and hype that George Payton built up, Nathaniel Hackett built up, would be gone in an instant if they brought back Teddy. You cannot sell him to the fan base. You can have an easier time selling Drew Locke to the Broncos fan base quite easily than you could Teddy Bridgewater. And if I'm Teddy, you know what, Chad? I saw what I am in the NFL. hasn't worked out as a starting quarterback. I had two really bad concussions last year. I, I got a lot of money. I'm considering walking away if I'm yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Point blank. By the way, guys, and Claude, yes, thank you. Where did I get the T-shirt? Um, I think my parents gave it to me. Where did they get it? I don't know, but check it out. It even has – oh, wait, wrong side. Broncos down the arm. It's garish, and it's it's like my, I have an aunt. I showed up the day I got this uh, – not the day I got it. I, I, I was wearing this shortly after I got it to like a family dinner. I think it was Christmas time. My aunt goes, Chad, that is the ugliest, most beautiful shirt I've ever seen in my life. And I said, exactly. That's why I love it. Where do you get it? I don't know. I don't know where my parents got it. So FYI, people are very curious about this shirt. Anytime I wear it, that and your, uh, your, your Bronco hat, Zach, that has this logo on it. Now it's about to be the Jensen collection exclusive to MHH. Joshua shadow LA gave and great to see you, by the way, my friend, hope you've been well. Thank you for the super LA gave up everything because they were in a win now mentality talking about the Rams. They're in the super bowl, whatever it takes to get the QB. I take, two to four years of relevance and dominance over figuring it out anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can get the guarantee, you, you go get the guarantee. Aaron Rodgers is a guaranteed trip to the playoffs every year. It's a, it's a like Peyton Manning in that sense. Now are you guaranteed a Super Bowl? Not necessarily, but I like the odds. Just reminds me of the scene from Tommy Boy. You want to put the guarantee on the box. It's just, <laughs> that's, 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 that's such a great movie. R.I.P. Uh, Chris Farley. Tommy Wingy. Uh, <laughs> and, and a butcher's posterior. Anyway, two to four years of relevance and dominance. Yeah, uh, that's the trade-off. It's either do you want to win a title now or do you want to compete for one later or possibly win one later? If you get Aaron, you're giving yourself a two-year, maybe, maybe three-year window. He'd be 42 at that point, and no one is really Tom Brady. I don't think Aaron's going to play that long. So uh, you'd be giving up a lot for the short-term success and uh, kicking the can far down the road and figuring that out when you cross that bridge. Exactly. You're like Caesar, all right? I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Savage Boy Kev on Twitch. Appreciate you. If Green Bay manages to keep Rodgers I'll stick with Drew, but bring in a vet to a minimum deal to compete so that he can get a fair share. I love Hackett's comments about Drew. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't really talking about Drew. He was just talking generally. I was interpreting them in my column today. What does it mean for Drew? What are the implications for Drew? Guys, go read that article. Um, it's it's pretty, it's pretty uh, in-depth kind of take at drew and then hack it and all that stuff it's i think you'll find it interesting kev i appreciate you and you know i'm a lock guy but there's no way in hell i'm going into the regular season with like tyrod taylor and drew lock as the two quarterbacks they have to aim a lot lot higher i mean they've been in quarterback purgatory for more than a half decade now if drew can blossom if nothing else great but a lot of dominoes have to fall for that to happen and the broncos should and i think will swing uh for a much further fence at quarterback Mike says, young roster means nothing when you're winning and your QB won't restructure his outrageous contract. Those players find greener pastures with other teams. I mean, I don't know exactly what you're trying to say there. I'm, I assume it has something to do with A-Rod, but um, I get your point, I guess, about young rosters. Can you really maximize that if so much of your cap's being consumed by a quarterback? I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to say, though, Mike, but I love you. I love you, man. 
Well, here's the thing with Aaron. If you re-sign him to an extension and, you know, tack on beyond the void years of his contract, you can lower his 2022 cap hit and maybe free up money if you're Green Bay to bring back Devontae Adams and, and whoever else Aaron w- would want to bring back. So um, that's that's the uh, the downside to it, though. You're giving up draft picks, but people also forget the contract you're taking on, Chad, the cap figures you're taking on, the dead money you'd be taking on. It's a lot. True. Travis Weber um, had something to say there. I don't know where he went. He dipped on, then he dipped off. I'll see if I can find it again. Uh, but, yeah, guys, the uh, the stuff about Teddy. Look, our job as Mile High Huddle, all right, on one hand, we're here to give you the deep dive analysis, um, the columns, the film breakdowns, the draft scouting, you know, the long form analysis. That's part of one of the, you know, boxes that we want to check for you. We're also, we want to check all the tabloid boxes, for lack of a better term, in terms of, is there a rumor out there with any modicum of credibility? Is there a prediction out there with any modicum of credibility? Is there a report out there? And we want to bring that to you. Even if it's not us breaking the news, we want to be there to make sure there's nothing new under the sun about your Denver Broncos that you don't know about. And it was in that spirit, Zach wrote the Teddy Bridgewater thing, which, again, was a prediction Floated by ESPN's Jeff Legwald. Does it mean it's going to happen? No. In fact, I'm telling you now, Teddy Bridgewater's not getting re-signed to a $39 million two-year deal. No. I mean, would I be completely stunned if he's brought back under a very clear PR messaging that this is our stopgap guy? No. I would not be shocked on that level. But bringing him in, paying him again? No. No. I mean, I'm going to turn over every rock to bring you guys all the Broncos news, all the Broncos rumors, all the Broncos speculation that's floating out there. It's up to you to decide what you want to do with the information. I mean, you can you can insult, you can throw the rock back at me that I turned over, but I'm still going to continue to do that because a lot of you guys want to read it and we love talking about it. So, Michael Ronquillo, you're a prince. Gerald Hill, you're a prince. Thank you for that super chat. I want that shirt, Chad. Good evening. Uh, do you think we will bring Vaughn Miller back? And is Drew Locke better than this draft class? Ooh. The Vaughn thing, guys, I mean, I seriously doubt it. Can you rule it out? No. But, guys, don't start getting your hopes up that Vaughn Miller's going to just come back. I mean, his whole life is here in Denver. But still, when a team moves on from a player with with a future Hall of Famer, face of your franchise, I know he's not a quarterback, but he was the face of this franchise. Vaughn is getting choked up when you put a camera and a microphone in front of him as he's just still in the immediate aftermath of the news that George Payton dropped on him. That scars a guy. So even if George Payton came to Vaughn and was like, dude, here's a crap ton of money, come back. You got a Super Bowl or you got to play in another Super Bowl or whatever. Vaughn, a very prideful man, and he, as well he should be. Why would you do that? Nah, dude, peace out. Thanks. I understand how you feel about me. You dealt me. Peace out. He ain't coming back here. I don't. I really don't think so. But Zach, what's your take on Drew relative to the draft class? Well, in terms of Vaughn, if he wins a title uh, next Sunday, I don't think there's any way he's coming back to Denver. Maybe as a one-day retirement thing with the Broncos. But he talked about them today, and he said it's always going to be love with the Broncos. But it sounded like he wasn't ready to leave. It wasn't totally on his terms. You could tell he wasn't ready, man. And maybe there's there's some strife with George Payton involved. So I I don't really – I wouldn't bank on Von Miller coming back. In terms of Locke being better than the quarterback class, man – the fact that we have to have this discussion is pretty sad, you know, for one reason or another. There's quarterbacks in this class that are like Drew Locke in, in terms of being so raw and needing that elite coaching and development. There's other quarterbacks in the class like Malik Willis that can do what, what Drew Locke can't. Malik Willis, to me, is Lamar Jackson light. I wouldn't use that label with Drew Locke. So there's different kinds of quarterbacks depending on what you want. If they want a dual threat, I wouldn't say Locke is better than Willis, but if you want an upside player – or in terms of uh, a guy you can maybe build around if you can unlock his traits, I think Locke has uh, some uh, upside over you know the Matt Corrals of the class. Couldn't have said it better. All right, guys, we are about out of time. Scott, do we have any last burning supers or comments? Ger- uh, sorry, I couldn't quite see that. The microphone thing blocks your hand. Really excited, says Rodney, about the draft and the positions we need to fill. At O-line and edge, go Peyton, do your thing. Yes, indeed. Yep. And this is a this is a good class to have those two 
specific uh, roster needs. Travis says, hey, Priest, are you ever going to wear your shirts I sent you? Uh, maybe. Maybe. And don't I, I'll explain. I'll send you an email and explain why it's a maybe and not a, you know, look, dude, as much as we appreciate that, um, we have a really big platform and, uh, you know, it's, uh, how can I put this, Zach? Um, companies pay a lot of money for us to feature their stuff on our podcast. And so from an optics perspective, all right, especially you see this company that we represent back here, we have to be very careful about what we represent on the podcast. And that's not any kind of slam on your, your t-shirts. No. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying these are things we have to consider. There's a reason why I look like a walking billboard right now. I mean, I got the MHH hoodie and the hat on. So it's, it's not, nothing against you personally, Travis. And we definitely appreciate it. We do. And I would treasure that stuff. Trust me. I mean, I have a whole collection of rad stuff. So does Zach. Bookshelf. <laughs> great gifts and cool things we, that have been bequeathed to us from our, yeah. our community and our listeners. I mean, you're looking at a couple of them right here in my background, including this rad necklace that was made by um, Diamond Rattler. So anyway, the brainstorm. If we trade for Aaron, who should we draft first? Appreciate you. And it's great to see you, by the way. Um, so if you trade for Aaron, you're out of the first round. So And you probably and the hold on to one of your – maybe you hold on to one of those second round picks. And I think you go after an edge rusher. You have to get an edge rusher to compliment Bradley Chubb. You can get by with some of the names out there at right tackle. I think you really could, especially with your cap space. Go get an edge rusher. Uh, if I'm Green Bay, I'm coming for all the Broncos picks because they're not going to be as high next year. I mean, they finish what they finish with ninth overall in the draft. So those seconds are a lot better than they would be future. So they might not be drafting until the third round. But yeah, the 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 needs would remain the same. Even if you get A-Rod, you have to protect him on defense. You have to rush the passer. You have needs at linebacker, at edge. I mean, inside and outside and also right tackle. So those will remain regardless of where they pick. Kevin popping in at the 11th hour. Appreciate that, buddy. And he says, go Broncos country. Ron Galicio, Galicio, Galicio. Newer name. So welcome, big dog. Appreciate you. Connect on Twitter. He says, guys, come on. Drew has not had a legitimate shot to be the QB of this franchise. Drew Locke absolutely deserves the QB one and named it now. That's not true. I mean, define legitimate. Look, you're looking at two of the more vociferous Drew defenders in all of Broncos land, right? You really are. But Drew had his window to leave no doubt. That was 2020. A lot of obstacles that weren't fair that he didn't ask for, including the pandemic and how that trickled down. Um, really unfortunate that it wasn't that his one window to prove he could be the man didn't happen in a traditional, normal NFL offseason, you know, cycle happened in the most outlier of all outlier NFL seasons of all time. That sucks, but he had that window. And like we talked about on the last podcast, when a quarterback gets that window, whether you're a first round pick or a second round pick, first rounders, the window's always a little bit longer. It's finite, dude. So you have to strike while that iron's hot. Lots of obstacles. Unfair in the way he's been treated by the coaching staff. All those things we agree with you on. But to say that he hadn't been given a legitimate shot to prove he could be this team's franchise guy, I don't think that's quite fair. I'm sorry for chuckling, Chad. I was just I was seeing what Dylan Von Arks was saying in the comments here. I've been patient with you both about just that fact that he has to babysit. It's kind of funny. We appreciate you, Dylan, so much for what you do. And uh, Todd, let's just tone it down a little bit. But in terms of Drew Locke, you know, he did well to end last year on a positive note. And I'm, again, I, I created Let Him Hate for a reason because I believe in Drew Locke. But it wasn't like in that last game he threw for four touchdowns and 400 yards. He just didn't turn the football over in the last couple starts. And that was a victory for Drew Locke. So he still has a ways to go before he is the guy. And he deserves nothing. He deserves to be handed nothing. He's under contract. More than likely, he'll be brought back in some capacity. He'll be given a shot to be the backup. If nothing else, maybe the starter, but to be grandfathered into any role, he does not deserve that. And that is being objective as a Drew Locke supporter. Well said. I accidentally clicked on that, clawed through in the link for, uh, I guess, where you can get this flannel shirt. So if you're on Facebook, the link's under this stream in the Facebook chat. But the Duchess, and, the, and then we got to get going here, guys. She says, let the bad juju from the past regime go away, Teddy included, from your lips to the football god's ears. Amen. 
so shall it be. That's why I want nothing to do with Teddy, even as a number three quarterback for $50,000. I mean, just there's no upside to bringing Teddy back. He's not an overly good mentor. He he's, doesn't have any upside left. And I don't think he has all that passion left for football. And I don't think he should, quite frankly, after those two brain injuries. The last one was really significant. So that's something that he has to weigh for himself. I mean, being carted off and rushed to the hospital, I mean, that's, it was scary. All right, guys, last super chat, and then we got a dip from Yumtastic Bill, another newer name. Love seeing all the new names and all the support. Appreciate Yumtastic. that. Yumtastic <laughs> Bill. Uh, I always love listening to y'all every time I get off work, but rarely catch y'all when you're live. Keep it up with the great content. That's awesome, Thank Bill. You, Bill. Really, seriously, appreciate you, big dog. Um, with that, we got a dip on out of here, Zach. Yes, we do. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. We'll be back on Wednesday evening, same time, same place. But until then, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account for all your up-to-the-second Broncos news, analysis, and rumors at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you guys, I saw someone asking about a hoodie. It's at huddleuppod.com, like I'm wearing right now. Chad has one too. Both vouch for him. Very comfortable. We got the hat. We got the hat that Chad's wearing all right there. Huddleuppod.com. If you want to support the show further, go to facebook.com slash huddle. Hit that big blue button. Become a supporter. You get instant access to our exclusive programming, Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone each and every single week. And also facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, guys, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre a five-star review for a chance to win. Could be a hoodie, could be a hat each and every single month. But if you can't do those things, do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. Helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. And we love you. We do appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Here is how we finish tonight. Shout out to these great supporters on Facebook. And then we're going to shout out YouTube. Rodney Garcia, Andrew Baker, Travis Weber, Chris Hernandez throwing down. I love Chris. Chris is legendary OG. Andrew Lampy, Lana Carter, Tabitha Balash, Philip Hagenson, Hogginson, Travis Tarbox, Claude Riley, Gary Leeds Palmer, aka GLP, aka Big Daddy Gary, Phil McLaughlin, Michael Ronquillo, Colby C. Collier, Triple C, Mike Reno, Lawrence Rivera, Clayton Bumgardner, Chris O'Hearn, and Miguel. Santistevon, plus we got a shout out our great supporters and super chat superstars, Yumtastic Bill, Michaela, the Duchess, Ron, Kevin, the Brainstorm, Gerald, Josh, Vincent, Tony D.A. Dub, Based Gay, Sam Bam, Michaela again, love you, Steve Armstrong, Mac G. Bucks, Shane the Aviator, Smouse in the House, J Bone, and Sam Bam again. Much love and respect. And for those of you watching on Twitter, for those of you watching on Twitch, love you. Appreciate you. We'll see you on Wednesday night. We got a last second buzzer beater. Stars from Rodney and also Chad. Mike from Wisconsin, I'm assuming. Aaron Rodgers is bringing three Super Bowls. So, so it is. so it is said, so it shall be done. But take care, guys. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.